Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends, and welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. I always look forward to these opportunities to pray with you and to pray for you. Leave any prayer intentions you might have in the comments, and you can always go to our website, prayerintentions.org, to leave prayer intentions at other times during the year. Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and prepare to hear His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Father, we ask you to give us strength and perseverance in the vocation that you have called us to. Whether we are single in the world, married, clergy, religious, in each of these callings, Lord, you give us the power of your grace always to be faithful. And each day, Lord, you give us new opportunities to show that fidelity. Let today be another new day on our path to salvation that we live by fulfilling our vocation and doing it joyfully. Bless us. Bless us now as we probe your word and make us always strong defenders of our most defenseless brothers and sisters, the unborn. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading today is from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause sin will inevitably occur, but woe to the one through whom they occur. It would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and he be thrown into the sea than for him to to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord replied, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the sea. And it would obey you. Let me go right to the question that troubles many Catholics and many other Christians as well. Why does Joe Biden get away with receiving communion when he throws the very meaning of it under the table and underfoot by supporting abortion? I mean, advancing abortion enthusiastically, not just stumbling along and Failing. It's not a failure. It's a deliberate effort to increase abortion. Why does Nancy Pelosi get away with the same thing? Why should she be receiving communion while promoting something so contrary to the faith? Why do some church leaders allow it to continue? Friends, one of the problems is identified in this reading. They're forgetting these words of our Lord about scandal. They think it has to do with the sin of Biden and Pelosi. 
And they say, oh, well, we can't judge them. Oh, communion is a remedy. Communion itself is a remedy for their sins. Or oh, we don't want to use the Eucharist to punish them for their sins. They've got the whole framework wrong. It's not about the sin of the person. It's about the sins that others commit because of them. I literally hear no discussion of this whatsoever. St. Paul talks about it. When he talks about not eating the meat sacrificed to idols, he says an idol doesn't mean anything. We can eat the meat, but if it's going to scandalize somebody that doesn't understand that, I'll refrain from eating the meat. I don't want to give the impression to them that it's okay to partake in, in idol worship because then they might go do it. Oh, Paul did it. Oh, I can do it too. It's not about... When we talk about, oh, what they, why should they be receiving communion publicly? Don't talk to me about, oh, well, the communion, you know, helps them to, to, to be heal from their sin. I'm talking about the sins that they're going to cause other people to commit. People who are going to think, oh, it must be okay. Look, he's a Catholic. Everybody knows about it, and the priest still gives him communion. So I could go and support abortion, too. Maybe I could even have an abortion. You don't think that happens? That other people are going to sin? That other people are going to be led astray because prominent public people point the way to destruction? What, what I don't understand is why you have people that are, that, are, that are priests, bishops, cardinals, that don't seem to understand a basic teaching of Scripture and a basic teaching of the church about scandal. The issue is scandal. Now, the issue of that person's, I'm not saying they're not sinning themselves. The issue of their individual sin needs to be addressed, but that needs to be addressed by their pastors directly instructing. And like this reading also says, rebuking them and leading them along. The problem with these people like this, the reason they're so confident to get up and say, oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm advancing abortion as a woman's right. Oh, yeah, but I'm also practicing my Catholic faith sincerely. The, the problem is that they've got certain priests that are telling them that it's okay. Those priests share in the sin. But I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about scandal. Where people in the congregation, people in the church generally know who these folks are. They know that they're going against the church's teaching on a fundamental matter. And they see it being approved anyway. It's about the scandal caused to others who may be weaker in faith, who might not know so well what the church stands for and what the church stands against, who may be inclined to support abortion themselves or not inter intervene to try to save the life. Let's say a friend of theirs is tempted to have an abortion. They've got in the back of their minds, oh, yeah, it must not be that big of a deal uh, after all. Uh, these big promoters of abortion in our government, the church blesses them, and the church gives them communion. Now, this is also the matter at hand with the blessing, you know, blessing of same-sex couples. And people will say, well, you know, they themselves have to be welcomed. It's not about them, them they themselves being welcomed. It's about scandal. You're going to lead somebody else into sin because they're going to see the church, at least again in their view, Blessing something that's objectively wrong. Unless you don't believe it's objectively wrong anymore. Still causes scandal. In fact, that causes more scandal. 
Let me focus on another thing here, too. Jesus said, Say to this tree, be uprooted, and it will obey you. Faith connects us with the power of the Almighty. That's another way of expressing the truth that's coming through here. It sounds astonishing. It's like, have we ever tried this? I mean, was Jesus talking literally here? He's saying to us, look, you understand what faith is? It's not magic, and it's not your own strength. It's you actually connecting with the Almighty. There's no limit to the power of God. He can, he can uproot a tree. But it's not uprooting a tree that is essential to your salvation. Faith is not meant to... Uh, 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 turn into a magic show. Oh, let me show you what I can do. I have faith that tree will work. No, God is trying to say here that something that seems impossible to you, that is deeply rooted, what might be deeply rooted? What might be deeply rooted is a particular sin in your own life. What might be deeply rooted is a, a problem in a relationship in your own life. What might be deeply rooted is an evil in society, like abortion, what might seem impossible to overcome is an obstacle like, oh, well, look what these pro-abortion people are doing. They're getting these constitutional amendments passed. and How are we going to overcome all this evil? You have faith the size of a mustard seed. You're connecting with the Almighty. Yes, He can defeat that. Yes, He can uproot that sin. Yes, He can heal in that relationship. He can fix that problem. He can overcome that financial obstacle. What's faith doing? It's not magic. It's not our own strength. It's not simply the power of positive thinking. There's a value to that. It's Almighty God connecting with you. Almighty God coming in there and freeing you from oppression. We don't stand before the powers of sin in the world, scratching our heads, wondering if and how and when, and maybe we can overcome them. Maybe. Not maybe. They've already been overcome in Jesus Christ. Faith connects us not only with the omnipotence of God. Faith connects us with the victory He's already won over falsehood, over sin, darkness, death, the kingdom of Satan. He's transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Faith connects us with that victory of His cross. One drop of blood shed from that cross can absolve a billion worlds of sin. He is there for us, and faith is what connects us to what He did for us. Faith connects us. Faith brings us to the cross. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? We can say yes. Because of faith, the blood drops on us. We were there at the resurrection. We were there at Pentecost. The same Spirit comes to us. Faith connects us with this infinite power. And so we should never think. Again, faith is not about a magic show. Oh, let me show you how I can uproot that tree. No, uproot the sin. Uproot the doubt. Uproot the envy. Uproot the pride. Uproot the lust. How many people struggle with temptations that seem absolutely impossible to uproot? A mustard seed will do it. You really want God to set you free from that sin? A mustard seed will do it. You don't need a whole lot of faith, even. You need a little bit, but it needs to be sincere. 
needs to be with a pure heart. I want this, Lord, because I love you and I want to please you and that's why I want to be set free from this sin. No other reason. And the evils in the world, Lord, I want abortion to end. Now my life is dedicated to ending abortion. That's it. It's a tree that has to be uprooted. Uprooted. Do I have faith? I was telling people for years to start planning the victory parties over Roe v. Wade. I have the recordings of them. They're up on our, on our website among my talks. It's like, yeah, mark, mark my words. We're going to see the victory. We're not going to leave this to some future generation. I told people that. We are going to see the victory. And we did. We have more work to do, obviously. We'll see the victory over this, too. These constitutional amendments, it's garbage. It's garbage. And the other side is trying to create an illusion about how strong they are. They're not. We have the, the momentum. We have the strength. But brothers and sisters, the reason I said for years and years and years, we will see the victory with our own eyes, is because of this. We have God working through us. We're not doing this of our own strength. We're not. So let's continue in that mode of deep faith in the one who has gained already the victory over death, the victory over abortion, the victory over sin. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. You died and you rose. You nailed sin to the cross. And you came out of the tomb. You abolished death and revealed life and immortality. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We connect with you through faith. Through faith, we let that blood fall on us. Through faith, we let that spirit fall on us. Through faith, we share in that victory of life. Through faith, we apply that victory to our society, our laws, our politics, our elections, our public policies. Give us and increase in us this gift of faith. We pray now, Lord Jesus, as you taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Go uproot those trees of evil in the world. Let's save our unborn children from abortion. Great to be with you. Spread the word about our programs, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.